Meanwhile, as always, on Mondays, we kick things off with help from Cranes Detroit Business. You can go online at cranesdetroit.com. The April 26th issue is out. I have it in my hands. The ink is still wet, but available. And we talked to, uh, this morning, Mike Lee, Cranes Detroit Business Managing Editor. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm fine. It seems like forever since we've talked to you. Uh, uh, two weeks. <laughs> well, it's funny how, how two weeks can seem like forever. It, it, it seems like both forever and just like yesterday. Okay. Well, that's that's a good thing. I'm looking at the cover here, and it's a big story in your forum section. This is a, a good uh, work by reporters Eric Friedman and Chad Livengood. And it says a decade of decline, basically, uh, as Michigan pioneered litter control, now its recycling rate is down in the dumps. Good use of words there. And it amazes me because we have at our disposal, uh, no pun intended, uh, I know Bill, y- Bill Young of Plastipack Packaging has been very big, a big proponent of recycling, including recycling the uh, plastic AbsoPure water bottles. And he's got that big uh, facility in Dundee. In fact, he's maybe one of the biggest uh, uh, recyclers in the world with uh, his uh, recycling plants uh, around the world or in Europe and such. So what's happening here? What did they find? We're just not availing ourselves to the opportunity to recycle? The, uh, the, the, that's, that's part of it. The, uh, it's a complicated problem. The uh, right now we have the problem uh, with the pandemic screwed up the recycling industry. China stopped accepting recyclables from the U.S., which has has caused problems throughout that industry. Um, you might think that Michigan should have an advantage also because of our bottle deposit law. There's a pretty good incentive to 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 take your cans and your bottles back um, for recycling. Um, the uh, it's a law that we you know we tend to be pretty proud of here. I think uh, folks who remember uh, what uh, the side of the road looked like in the 1970s um, and the difference that that law made after Michigan passed it in 1976. Um, I think it's it's something that's worked well. It's been popular. Um, we're obviously to a point, though, where it needs to be updated. Um, the, what we buy in bottles and cans to drink has changed a lot since 1976. We, we Bottled water, they essentially didn't exist then. Um, single-use bottled water, teas, juices. Uh, we drink a much greater array of things that don't come with the deposit. Um, it's a tough law to change, to expand it, retailers and uh and distributors don't don't want to expand the law um, just because it adds cost to them. Right, right. Um, but there are other there, there's another aspect to it that I found really fascinating. The, uh, the 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 fact is is that is that the bottle law takes out some of the most valuable material out of the curbside recycling stream: aluminum and plastic. Those are the most easily recyclable materials. And, and, and I so, know this about plastic because of my relationship with Absolute Pure and Plastic Pack Packaging, that I think plastic has gotten a really bad rap because people aren't taking advantage of the fact that a plastic bottle, anything in a plastic bottle, could be in a container that is the most recyclable material out there. And, you know, we all talk about sustainable uh, farming, sustainable this, sustainable that. If you follow the process... 
you're you're having the most sustainable product in a, for example, plastic bottle as long as people recycle because that thing goes right through and becomes another plastic bottle. And so it just can be going over and over and over again. But people do have to participate by recycling. That people aren't. It's less. They estimate less than twenty percent of Michigan's recyclables are are actually being recycled. Um, so you have to come up with ways to to encourage people or or, or uh, compel people, I guess, to do it's that. It's interesting because we think about sustainability. Uh, and our ecology and our environment in so many other ways. The automakers are saying that people are insisting that they make more sustainable vehicles and uh, less uh, polluting vehicles. I mean, we hear that from a lot of people, and yet when it comes to our own efforts, it shouldn't be that hard to recycle stuff. And and, and in many ways, uh, businesses and, and corporations are ahead of the game on this. They do much better on recycling, I think, than than individuals at home. Um, uh, if you could, the, uh, that's one of the more, one of the more, another valuable thing for recycling companies are commercial accounts, you know, like a movie theater or, or, or a sports stadium, um, because the, the, the material they get is cleaner, it's more organized, it's easier to handle, um, than household recycling. Hmm. You uh, also uh, talk a little bit about no-fault insurance reform when that was passed and Signed by the governor, we were promised that it would save us money on our premiums. Some warned coverage wouldn't be adequate. Where are we on that? You've done a, a good story on that as well. Well, we're we're discovering some some new knock-on effects from it. Um, one of the things that the, the changing law did is it put a cap on how much would be paid for medical care um, for people who were hurt in car car accidents um, uh, for. Folks who need who need care at home, even twenty four seven care. Uh, we interviewed a, a woman in Mid Michigan who's a quadriplegic who has two two people working for her to take care of her. It allows her to live to live in her home independently. Um, the the caps that are in the law cut the payments that these companies receive, the home care companies, by fifty five percent of what it was before the law changed. Those companies are now saying they can't stay in business. Um, one of the one of the aspects of this is that 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 fifty five percent cap not only applies to people who bought car insurance after the reform, but it's retroactive. So somebody who bought you know who bought a car car accident policy before before the law changed will still suffer the effects of this cap. Um, what they weren't grandfathered in, and that's there's the the home care industry is putting on a pretty strong lobbying effort. Um, so we'll see what changes there. All right. You also have a nice uh, big story on uh, that employers have long complained about a worker shortage even before the pandemic. Now they're having an even harder time finding and hanging on to the employees. Some some of these uh, reasons are obvious. Some are complicated. All are in the current issue of Cranes Detroit Business, cranesdetroit.com. And I thank you, Mike Lee, Cranes Detroit Business Managing Editor, for kicking off the week for us on the right foot. Always appreciate it, sir. Thank you.